You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We're in the book of Acts. We're following through each place where the baptism and the Holy Spirit was given, first on the day of Pentecost to the 120 and ultimately to 3,000 people. And then secondly, we read about a very clearly defined second experience, two experiences. First, they received salvation. Secondly, they received the Holy Spirit. And that's in Acts chapter 8, speaking about the Samaritan believers when Philip went down to preach to them. You know, the Scripture doesn't clearly say in Acts 8 that they spoke with tongues in Samaria. However, Jesus prophesied that when the Spirit was given, one of the signs that would happen is they shall speak with new tongues. Let me read this to you from Acts chapter. I'm sorry, Mark chapter uh, 16 and verse 17. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now these are all signs that are very similar to the things that Jesus commissioned his apostles to do. One thing that was added is the speaking with tongues. And so they had the power to cast out demons. They had the power to lay hands on the sick, and people did recover. Now he is saying that this is going to happen not just for the 12, not just for the 70, but for all believers, but it is for believers who are empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's for those who are sent. That's the pattern that we established in the first lesson here in this series, that power belongs to those who are sent. He pours out His Spirit on His men servants and His maid servants. He pours out His Spirit on people who are in service for ministry, and that's the purpose of this. All right, now that doesn't mean you have to be a minister to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because God wants every one of His believers to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because He wants us all to minister. Just because you may not be in full-time ministry doesn't mean you can't minister. All right, now I want to turn you to Acts chapter uh, 9. This is a passage that is going to be very helpful to us. It's the story of Saul of Tarsus, who is an enemy of the church. And uh, he is given letters by the high priest to go to Damascus. And if there are any people who believe in Jesus in the synagogue, he is to bring them back to Jerusalem bound. They will in some cases be put to death and other cases put into prison. He has this kind of authority. So I want to read to you from Acts chapter 9 and starting in verse 3. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And he fell to the ground. And he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Now, what does that mean? 
the goads or the pricks are the pricks of his own conscience. In other words, while Saul was persecuting the church, he was experiencing pangs of conscience. He knew down deep inside in his innermost being something wasn't quite right. It is my belief that the ministry of Stephen that he saw and the death of Stephen and the grace by which Stephen died and the absence of malice in Stephen's death had to be impressive to Saul. I think that made somewhat of an impact on him. The Holy Spirit was already working on the conscience of Saul when Jesus came to arrest him. And so he asked him the question, Who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So the men who journeyed with him stood speechless. They heard a voice, but they didn't see anyone. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus, and he was three days without sight, neither ate nor drank. Now, he is the second convert in a three-chapter series here that started in chapter 8. And we didn't read it in chapter 8, but Philip was sent by an angel down to Gaza to preach to an Ethiopian eunuch and led him to Christ. He is of the lineage of Ham. Here we see that Saul is arrested by the Lord Jesus. He comes to faith. He is of the lineage of Shem. So we're going to look for the lineage of Japheth in Acts chapter 10. If you follow this, you'll see something interesting developing. Okay, now that's just a, a sub-point. All right, let's look at verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hands on him so that he might receive his sight. Uh, I want to stop here and point out something else too. It's interesting to me that this guy is named Ananias because he's the second Ananias in the book of Acts. The first one is a guy who died under judgment in the church at Jerusalem in Acts chapter 5. He and his wife Sapphira conspired <coughs> pardon me, to lie to the Holy Spirit. They died under judgment. I find it fascinating that this man was hand-picked. Could it have been because of his name? And what I want you to see is that God is in the redemptive business, and that's what you see all through the book of Acts. You see the devil moving, you see evil manifesting, but you see an immediate response from God to counter-move this. Uh, you see uh, Satan through the mob takes the life of Stephen, but you see God turns around and by the Holy Spirit 
brings Saul into the church. It's a counter move. I think this is another interesting counter move in the, in the book of Acts where the first Ananias does wrong and he falls, he sins, but God picks a second Ananias to show redemption. It's not that the first one after death was raised. It's just that God is showing his great grace if, and that uh, not all Ananias are evil. And uh, I, I see this uh, I think is interesting. Then Ananias said, I've heard from many about this man, uh, Lord, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul. By this time, Saul's converted already. He's already received the Lord, because Ananias calls him brother. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't say that you may be born again. That you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. He received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. And so the Scripture does not tell us, doesn't tell us at all, that Saul of Tarsus spoke with tongues when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. But later on he would claim to. 1 Corinthians 14, 18, here's what Saul said to the church at Corinth. And then he is now called the Apostle Paul, but he said this, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. So it seemed like the Corinthians, when they came to church, they all they wanted to do was speak in tongues in the gathering places. And Paul said, I speak with tongues more than all of you. So in other words, they didn't speak with tongues all the time. He did, but not while he was in church. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 uh, the Apostle Paul begins to reveal what he knew about speaking with tongues. He had more understanding of this manifestation than any of the other New Testament writers. He says that the person who speaks in tongues does not understand the language that he speaks. 1 Corinthians 14.4, he said that the speaker who speaks in tongues is spiritually edified and built up by doing it. 1 Corinthians 14.5, Paul wished that every believer would speak with tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, 6, he taught that the great benefit of tongues was not in a public meeting, but in private devotions. 1 Corinthians 14, 13, Paul taught that we should pray to interpret our tongues, not avoid them, interpret them. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, Paul taught that our minds are out of the loop or unfruitful when we speak with tongues, so we don't understand what we're saying. 1 Corinthians 14, 15, Paul taught that we initiate this. He said, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. So he's basically saying that I'm the one who initiates the speaking with tongues. Once I've been filled, I can begin to speak with tongues, even to the point of abusing this. That's why I have to learn the rules of how we use tongues when we're together. And then he taught in 1 Corinthians 14, 21, we won't get into that in this passage, but uh, that, that speaking in tongues would be controversial. So nobody had more insight into speaking with tongues than the Apostle Paul, although it is not recorded in Acts 9 that he spoke with tongues. Surely he did because he says so in 1 Corinthians 14 and has so much understanding of this, more so than any other New Testament writer. So... We've had three episodes 
of believers being filled with the Holy Spirit. In one episode, the very first episode, they definitely spoke with tongues. Spirit, uh, the scriptures say so. It is inferred in Acts chapter 8, and certainly we know by following scriptures after Acts chapter 9, the apostle Paul did speak with tongues at certainly later on. I believe he did on that day. But the point that I want to make is this. This experience and this manifestation was the common and accepted manifestation of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is not articulated in every single place, but could that be because God didn't think it was necessary to settle every argument by saying it, uh, just like it doesn't say that when people were baptized, they were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. doesn't say it in every instance. In some cases, it is done with a summary. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That doesn't mean it was Jesus only. It means it's a summary statement. And I can show you many times in Scripture where God doesn't give every single detail in a narrative because He makes summary statements. And that's the case that we have here in the book of Acts, especially in these last two manifestations. That's all the time I have for today. We'll pick up here again tomorrow. We'll see you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.